What's going on, guys, and welcome to your bonus episode for UbiChat, a Ubisoft fan podcast where we cover everything under the Ubisoft sun. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Nate, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Nick. That's me. Yeah, that's Nick. And with us today is OKBeast's very own Alex Van Aken. How are you doing today, Alex? Hey, what's up, guys? Happy to be here. (sighs) Well, I would be happy. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually I'm very, very sad. <laughs> You're happy to be here, but sad <laughs> about sad. the. I am deflated. I am like trying to bring everything I can, but inside. You look like you're about to cry. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this isn't going to be a normal show. Like I said, it's going to be the bonus episode. This is immediately after Ubisoft's press conference. So this is going to be our reactions. We're going to kind of just go over briefly what they covered in the press conference. Um, not going to do the whole rigmarole like we normally do, but, um, also just real quick, um, in the editing process, we're not going to have our normal dope music and we're also not going to be editing, editing out any, uh, curse words. So usually I edit them out just in case there's parents like me and they want to listen to it around their kids. So usually I do curse words this time. We're not doing curse words. So I just want to let you guys know in case you do have kids in the room, maybe you can listen to this later. Yeah. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. Um, that was quite an intro. (laughs) Oh God. Right. And it was interesting. They they didn't show really anything. They just showed that it was coming out in October. It was just dance. They showed just dance, but they did it mm-hmm. in a parade leading into the conference live. So mm-hmm. it was interesting, but yeah, typical I mean, Ubisoft cringe. And the only it was thing cringe, I was, but like I was into it, kind of like everyone was excited. You know, at least yeah. they weren't just like it didn't feel like they were trying, like it felt like they were actually enjoying themselves. Whereas sometimes these things, it's like everyone's miserable, but like it's part of the show. So they have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. See Bethesda last night when they did their, you know, rock concert. pretty much. I mean, there's so many shots of people just sitting there and not reacting at all. Yeah. So it could have been worse. (laughs) Yeah. There, uh, there was one guy whenever they got to the stage and they like stopped playing, there was one guy in the audience that was like, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> all right man get it that's because he was excited for splinter cell i know oh. <sighs> that, that's that's already it's like a dagger in my heart already mm. um so the only thing i really showed was that it was coming out in october of this year um and mm. it's apparently still coming to we I'm, I'm wondering when we're gonna stop hitting that threshold but um, interesting when old people when the old geriatrics start stop buying it <laughs> I, I mean, I guess, man. Uh, they are still making games for weeks. I've seen a couple at uh, at Walmart here. But mm-hmm. uh, next thing they showed off was Beyond Good and Evil Two, mm-hmm. which I really am not tied to the franchise whatsoever. Um, mm-hmm. it, I, I didn't play the original, so all of this is basically new to me. The cinematic looked really cool, and it kind of set me in that world that they're trying to show us that that, that we're going to be playing in. Um, they did confirm it was a prequel, but the thing about it to me that I'm super stoked on is all of this community involvement and building the game. Mm -hmm. Like I've never heard of or seen that in any other game, like just in this, in this, um, what's what I'm looking for in gaming as a whole, I guess. Um, And the fact that they're partnering with hit record to, Mm -hmm. to further that it's, it's, it, it looks like it's going to be a really creative endeavor. Um, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Well, beyond good and evil, man. 
That was crazy. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I actually don't have too much of an affinity for Beyond Good and Evil. I really like the hit record uh, collaboration stuff. I actually went to the website and was like kind of checking it out because I, I kind of want to contribute if I can. And they have it set up in like this job board kind of way. It, it's really interesting. So I'm also curious if that's like a, a, a clever way to um, help them expedite like some of the side jobs that they need to do in the game uh, mm-hmm. so they can get it out quicker i don't know maybe um it, it seems cool though i'm i'm into like sci-fi um space operas so i'm i'm all in on this it seems like they're really like you have to imagine the budget going into this from ubisoft they're producing animated essentially little short movies every time they show this game off yeah which right. is immensely expensive so they're expecting this to be a, a, a huge game so that's now exciting. the op- the open world that they showed in the pre-alpha kind of gave me fifth element vibes like the way that oh, town yeah Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, they showed up gameplay today. I thought it looked like Jack Two. <laughs> ah, that's a good point. I like it. I, see, I'd be behind that. Um, so I, I, I said this during the, <laughs> I said this during the conference. We had a little meeting uh, uh, on Discord or whatever, so we got mm-hmm. to watch it together. And I said this during the press conference. I am so glad that me and you are completely different. You know, because if we agreed on everything, I don't think it would make for as good as a show. And I have to say that in concept, Hit Record is a really cool thing. It's a really cool concept as far as getting people to help build the game that they love in concept. (laughs) In practice, I just feel like it is really, really lazy. And I mean, I don't want to say that because I don't know the people who work there. And I've, and I'm kind of the same place where you guys are, where I don't have an attachment. And I think because I don't have an attachment, I'm able, I'm able to look at it a little bit more cynically, maybe, and see that it, it, it's cool and it's great. Mm-hmm. But why the hell don't they have the game already completed? It's been like 15 years from the original one. We already got a teaser like five freaking years ago. Mm -hmm. And then they show this awesome trailer off last year. They show this awesome trailer last year. And everybody is psyched to the fucking top. And then they're like, oh, yeah, we're starting it. Like, what? (laughs) You're starting it? Okay. And then this year comes along and... I know they have the development diaries and you can be following along if you're yeah. like a space monkey or something. Mm-hmm. I know that, but I'm not following along, you know? So when they come back to the to the main stage, this is this is for everybody to see, not just fans of Beyond Good and Evil. This is for the general public to see. And they come back after an entire year and they're basically like, hey, this is too much work. Can you help us out, please? Mm -hmm. For me, it was just really kind of frustrating because it's like I wanted to see more. And that trailer was really cool. But another thing I said during the conference is I hate cinematics. I hate them because they do not give us any kind of actual real feel of the game. Yeah. It looks dope as shit. And it looks really cool, but I I don't know how it's going to play. I don't know. Is it going to be more RPG? Is it going to be more action-oriented? Those are the stuff I want to know. Mm-hmm. You know? It looks kind of... Like, go ahead. And, I mean, I like the reveal that we got to see the player you played as. 
that was really cool, but it was just, it was just, why even show anything? It's like, it's like Death Stranding. Stop showing me Death Stranding. I don't want to see anymore. All you're showing me is this vague, nonsensical BS that, you know, you have to have a freaking degree in psychology and <laughs> philosophy to even understand what the hell's going on. You know, stop mm -hmm. showing us Death Stranding. It's enough. Like, if, if it's not going to come out in another two years, don't show me. You know, and here we go. This is the same thing. It's like, that was really cool, but what am I getting excited for, really? Yeah. I'm getting excited about playing a game five years from now, three years. What's the timeline? That's kind of what I want to know. Mm -hmm. So, like, if I was into music and I was a really good artist or something, then this would be really cool to be able to get my hit, my hit onto a game. And that... That is why I think it's a really cool concept. But for me, it was just kind of rubbed me the wrong way that they're pretty much saying that, hey, we don't want to do the work. Instead, we want to make you do it. Yeah, I totally get <laughs> uh, that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do agree in a sense. I, I, I definitely <laughs> I definitely like the cinematic, I guess, more than you did. Be because, oh, yeah, yeah. because primarily, I don't know anything about this world. So to see right. what this world could be like and the gameplay of course didn't look like the cinematic but the gameplay the pre-alpha that they showed still looked cool like it got me interested in what it would be from the looks of it it looks like it 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 looks like a third person single player game set in yeah. like a seamless open world so i'm i i, I don't know if it's going to be an rpg and that, that's questions you're right that we that we should have an answer for but um yeah me, me and you were on two different levels when we were watching this because i was like this looks awesome you were like why are they showing me this trailer and not showing me anything else <laughs> but uh, before we keep going though that is something i want to talk about about this conference is there were so many cinematic trailers i think i've yep. seen I, I don't think i've seen that many in a row in a conference in a mm. while at least there was a ton, yeah. yeah. It was like, okay, cool, game, cinematic trailer, game, cinematic trailer. Yeah. <laughs> we got gameplay for some, but um, yeah. not, not a and whole And see, lot. what I pointed out is the fact that we got gameplay, but it was in cutscenes. Mm -hmm. It was in a montage. We didn't get an actual gameplay. The one thing we finally got a gameplay for was Assassin's Creed. And I guess just what we're used to, especially with Ubisoft, is they show the cinematic, they come out and they talk about it, trying to pull at our heartstrings, and then they show off some gameplay. And the fact that they didn't do that, instead they just, they opted to have montage after montage after montage, it was just like, it was really wearing on me. It was like, it was getting towards the end, and I'm like, what time is it? Oh my god, it's been a freaking hour, and it didn't seem like it. It seemed like so much longer. Yeah. What about you, Alex? Did you like the cinematics? I mean, they're they're flashy, right? It, it paints an interesting picture of the world they're setting up. But again, like uh, whenever I see cinematics, I just think, uh, you know, okay, so the game's nowhere close to being ready. Um, right. And so that's kind of my instant reaction. But then I was like, okay, let me let me appreciate the trailer at least. Mm -hmm. I like the characters they're setting up. You know, um, I, I think some of the tech that they're showing off is is like as far as like. Um, is like a concept of like maybe how that will inform gameplay and stuff. Uh, I thought that was interesting, but yeah, I'm I I'll be, I'll be excited maybe when we see gameplay next year. Definitely. 
if something polished yeah <laughs> yeah a, a vertical slice and then you'll see it three years later yeah, yeah right so <laughs> alex i think you're the biggest out of the three of us the biggest siege player um what mm. did the siege announcement do for for you uh absolutely nothing uh <laughs> i love siege uh 35 million players is awesome um that's a huge number for siege especially you know its story is kind of famous like it was broken at launch uh, it was drowning, and then they they put the time and the effort into it. Came back. Now it's like super successful. Great story. Everybody can get behind that kind of thing. Um, they announced three invitationals, which I like because I feel like Siege. I am a part of um, like the community and stuff. Like I follow the Reddit. I follow you know some Instagram accounts, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'll actually watch this and understand like the big plays like I, I feel like the overwatch league i was really into overwatch for about a year and then by the time the league came out i was kind of fading off of it whereas i'm still like right in siege still and so i think i can really appreciate the tournaments and kind of watch and understand what's going on you know so yeah that's I, exciting. yeah yeah i um I, it was cool uh, i am not as involved in siege as you are i only actually picked it up a couple weeks ago so mm. uh, I'm just kind of getting in, just kind of getting into it. I haven't tried uh, Operation Parabellum yet, but um, so. neither have I, unfortunately. I've been very busy <laughs> this week, but I'm dying to play it. Yeah. So the thing I was excited for, I don't know about you, was the new trials that they announced. They announced hey, trials. Hey, 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 hey. Oh well, well, Slow okay, go, okay, Slow okay. Your roll. There's three people here, and I might <laughs> have an opinion for Siege. Yeah, you probably would. You probably would. Yeah. Go ahead. It exists. Oh, <laughs> you gotta play no, it. Uh, oh, it's so good. Uh, no, I've played it. I like it. Okay. Um, but I wish they would have been a little bit quicker because talking sure. about Siege and talking about the Invitationals, that was my only thing. And of course, <clears throat> excuse me. And of course, this happened right after a bunch of talking about the hit record and having Joseph Gordon-Levitt come on stream. And then they came on and they talked and they didn't even show anything. So it was literally just them talking. Mm. Yeah. And things like this, I wish would have just been like a blog post or a trailer that they released um, afterwards. Yeah. This is their, this is post-show or pre-show stuff that we should be seeing. This shouldn't be on the main stage because a bunch of talking mm-hmm. you know because they do this kind of the same thing with um uh for honor which is way down the list i know but that's really all they did for for honor as well it's i'm so glad that ubisoft is really digging deep with their ongoing things and i really that's part of the reason we wanted to have an ubisoft centric um podcast yeah is because one of these huge companies that could basically after a day decide, Oh, well this isn't doing what we want it to do. So we're going to go, but instead they really dig in and I like that, but not enough to have to sit there and listen to them. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. New trials. You can proceed. Nate. (laughs) I love trials fusion. I was super excited while this was going on. Also probably one of the best, like, way to intro a game was home dude just comes in and just just stumbles and breaks apart the podium so oh that um, was funny i was like for a second i was like oh wouldn't it be funny if it was like that actually was just real but um it was a funny little goof um you know he came in riding his little dirt bike which i think is funny like he's in a theater i wasn't (laughs) expecting like i forget that he's he's 
not American, and he comes in in a very American attire, um, and then starts speaking in this very thick accent. I was like, oh yeah, I, I forgot. This is a, a French-made game. Yeah. But, <laughs> have you yeah. have you played a lot of the Trials games? No, I've never played a Trials game. Um, Ooh, pick up. I've pick always up wanted Fusion to. For free. I've watched uh, a lot of Twitch streamers play it. Um, I, I think it's fascinating. I've seen some of the higher level of play that's like nearly impossible to to pull off, but somehow people do. I've yeah. just never touched it myself. Um, but it, I, I'm excited that it's coming to Switch for sure. Um, and, and I think February 2019 they said. Um, so those. Can very we exciting, talk about so that? Can we stop? Can we stop releasing games in 2019 already? I'm sorry, February. <laughs> Can we stop releasing games in February? That is like the yep. fourth game that they've announced that was releasing in February. I... Yep. I yeah, mean, the, the first one to announce was uh, Days Gone, and I correct. was really excited about that because I don't think like it's getting enough attention. Mm-hmm. So they said February 22nd. I'm like, oh, good. There's nothing coming out at that time. <laughs> Just oh, kidding. Anthem. <laughs> yeah, and it was the first one. So then you had Anthem. Then you had Crackdown 3. Then you had Metro. Then you had uh, at least two more, and then Trials. And yeah. it's like, oh my god. There's a couple of them that they didn't say February 22nd, but they just said February, like Trials did. There's one or two more of them that just said February 2019. And I'm just like, damn. Like, I feel bad for Days Gone. I know it's not Ubisoft, so I shouldn't be talking about it or whatever, but... Like I'm legitimately worried about Days Gone now. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna. There's a couple games in there that are gonna are gonna have a rough go at it. Yeah. I I wouldn't be honestly. Um, from what I've seen of Days Gone, it looks different enough to what we've seen as far as a like you know the single player games that we've had, especially with PlayStation. Days Gone, I think, I think that all these games are coming out in February. Yeah, but it's they're really kind of individual to someone's niche. You know, you got Anthem yeah. for. Not everybody's going to play Days Gone, especially, you know, people who are on PlayStation. But I find it interesting that the gameplay seems to be similar to uh, State of Decay, at least from what I've heard. It's got mechanics that are similar to that. So that that should be interesting. So I I think it'll be fine. I I don't think there's anything to worry about. I, I hope so, because I'm genuinely excited for that. And I genuinely hate Anthem. So, (laughs) oh, yeah. Why? Well, I hate EA. Let let's be. I guess uh, okay. let's be clear. I hate EA. I was gonna say because like, Anthem looks really good. <laughs> so it, it does, but it's like it's like I'm looking at it and I'm just like <laughs> I don't know. I I can't trust them. I can't even in a little bit. But you know who you can trust? Ubisoft and Division Two. Ha ha. Division Two looks so good. Yeah. Yeah. It uh, does. So um. How much experience have you had in the first division, Alex? Uh, the first division, I was obsessed with um, like the the dark zone and all that stuff. Um, I did fall off after after I beat the game. I was like, okay, like I, I'm kind of done. I didn't play any of the DLC afterwards, which I know there's some good stuff in there. Um, but I'm I'm loving what I've se- I've been seeing of Division Two. Like the whole map is pretty overgrown, which. Um, I think is cool looking. It, it kind of gives off more of a apocalyptic, you know, unkept vibe. I, I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I see. I've, I've finished it. I, I kind of did the, uh, about the same thing where like, uh, well, actually I did. I kind of, something different, I guess is I didn't finish it. 
And then recently I did finish it and now I'm getting into some of the end game stuff. Mm-hmm. And I do have to admit that the, the loot drops are so much better now that I've finally made that final ding into level 30 and I get like the world tiers and stuff. Now yeah. I'm getting into like some really, really, really good loot. And so that's kind of pulling me forward. And then I want to say on the 14th, so coming up here soon, mm-hmm. is when they're going to start the shields. And the shields are supposed to carry into Division 2. So we definitely need to get a squad together and start getting those shields because I'm super excited for Division. Um, I mean, we're, we're going to have to say it again, though. It showed us a trailer. They showed us two cinematic trailers. Two? I know. What I the like, hell, what? man? Like, they showed a trailer, they came out, they talked about it, and then they showed us another one. And I said this before, like, they blew their load on Microsoft. <laughs> Giggity. They blew it because that's where they showed the gameplay. You know, I feel like one of those cinematic, one of them should have been at um, at, at the Microsoft one. One of those would have done perfect. It would have fit along with everything. And then we could have gotten the deeper dive here at Ubisoft. I mean, it's their damn game, so why not? But instead, we got two cinematics. It seems so out of place. Yeah, yeah. The, the second one pretty much was just the... Uh from what it looked like was just the gameplay they showed off at Microsoft. So that one Mm. wasn't necessarily too bad, but, uh, I, I personally, I played the division like the night it came out. And when I realized kind of the game, it was, and at that time, I'm not, I wasn't really, I wasn't really looking for a game like that. So I kind of fell off, but, um, about a, about shortly, probably earlier last year, I picked it back up and I was like, oh, this is, you know, this is really fun. Like I'm having a really good time with this. And this just looks to expand on that. You know, I like yeah. how they're, uh, have those new specializations. And something we talked about last week was I was kind of hoping that in division two, they would have maybe a more story focus. And from what they said, it looks like that may be the case, uh, in the yeah. sense of saying basically your choices matter, mm-hmm. but, um, they announced that which is a huge buzzword. This, this E3 seems like a big buzzword. Be like your choices matter. What you do matters and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they announced that when you, finish the campaign you have the choice of picking three specializations one of them is i believe it was shooter or something along those lines yeah sharpshooter sharpshooter uh demolitionist and survivalist so survivalist you'll probably have um abilities and weapons that'll basically make you daryl from the walking dead yeah mm-hmm. and, and i crossbow. do believe yeah it is the crossbow yeah yeah um the big one though which doesn't really mean anything for me because, again, I'm not this kind of player, but uh, they're bringing raids, uh, eight-person yep. raids. Ooh, that's very eight, exciting. Eight-people raids. The closest thing they had to raids in the first one was incursions, but it was four players. And since that's what you normally go out with, it pretty much just meant it was a hard mission. <laughs> so being able to have eight people with a raid, this could be really cool. I mean, the one thing... Obviously, tons of people compare this to Destiny. And Mm -hmm. I think switching it to a third person is what really makes it, I I feel like, more tactical and just overall more fun. Because, like, in Destiny, for instance, like, you could get a hit a couple of times and then you have to go find somewhere where the area of effect, you know... um, explosions don't hurt you Mm -hmm. and then wait for your shield to 
regenerate and then go shoot out a couple more times and then cover and then shoot out a couple. And in first person, I don't like that. I, I mean, it's just like, it's more tedious than anything, but switching this to third person and actually having a really intuitive uh, cover mechanic is what I feel like if this is what destiny would have done if destiny would have been third person or even like a third person first person hybrid or something mm -hmm. and they had cover i think that would have made destiny better and that is one of the main reasons i like um i like division you know is the tacticism you know having having your loadout go and tandem with your squad mates so somebody is a healer somebody is you know carrying around cover enhancing stuff and you know having the different classes was really cool now as long as they do it right having eight different players and trying to figure out what's the best way to go in do we need two medics or only one who's really good at it yeah how many how many de demolitionists do we want to come in with us you know figuring out all the different ways that we can you know take this on and finding the best way so that we can run it over and over again is going to be really fun i agree. Totally agree and the best part including with the raids they also announced the three dlc for year one it's all going to be free so they're not going to have season pass yep probably going to be the same thing with cosmetics and things like that microtransactions but it, it's cool to not have the community splintered between people who have the dlc and people who don't yeah for sure um see i actually did play uh i played the crap what was it called i think it was just called like survive survival or something in the first one it was a dlc and basically it's battle royale you get dropped on the map and you have to try to make it to the center and get evacuated so it's pretty much battle royale because you could do it either pve or pvp ve <laughs> so if they do something um uh, if they do something like that, it would be cool to have, like, the different cosmetics. I kind of hate, um, and this is just the nitpicky part of me, I do kind of hate the fact that everybody seems to be doing that, which means that everybody's leaning into cosmetics. Mm. And to a certain degree, that is what everybody... Everybody who complained about a loot box or complained about microtransactions said, hey, if it's cosmetic, we won't bitch about it. But then everybody's starting to do that. So it's like, uh, okay, maybe it is the microtransactions. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the biggest thing with that is uh, the fact of if I know, if I have an item that I want to buy, that I can buy with just however much, whether it's like $199, $299, Definitely. Then people prefer to do that instead of like, oh, let me roll on this loot box and oh, I didn't like that. I just spent money on that. You know, I think that's the biggest thing there. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, also, the, the good thing is, is that like I don't have underground and underground is probably one of the best, um, at least from what I know, is probably one of the best um, DLCs they had for the last division. And it's because you went into the subways and it was all like randomly generated and mm -hmm. like how much I've been walking around the streets of New York. I really wish I could have gotten that because having these, you know, random dungeons to go into would be really cool because it wouldn't all look same. Yeah. You yeah. know? So, I mean, I, I would have really liked that. So yeah, making them free is just like, okay. Yeah. Good job guys. Yeah. For, For me, sure. one of the, one of the best things that 
that I've seen about this is uh, the setting is I wasn't expecting DC, but it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Um, But it just looks really colorful. Like I I like how everything pops out a little bit more than, you know, the dark. Yeah. There's a lot of saturation. Yeah. Yes. So this, this is one of those that it's probably good to play if you have a PS4 pro or Xbox one X on a, on a, on a 4k TV. So if if you if you have those, you know that'd be that'd be good to play. Um, but it comes out soon. It comes out March nineteenth. Soon is relative. It, it it comes out next year, but it doesn't come out in February. Yeah. So yeah, that that's a, that's a good yeah, one. Me and you both like thank God that it wasn't February. Right. It's like oh my God, because <laughs> that just would have been that just would have been cannibalizing to a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. Now they announced Mario Rabbits stuff with uh, the donkey kong dlc that doesn't do really anything for me alex d- does that kind of excite you at all yeah uh i love mario rabbits um kingdom battle i actually uh, it's a bummer because i lent my copy to a friend that lives across the country and i think it's just kind of i'm never getting that back so <laughs> i've oh, got i've got to call them or i need to uh need to go out and buy it again because i'm very excited for donkey kong um that game's just really fun on switch it's a nice tactical game and uh, it's challenging at times and i like the characters a lot so i'm I'm stoked for that yeah i never personally played it but it is one that when i get a switch i definitely want to get it because i like XCOM mm-hmm. and i like i like those type of strategy games and then you add in like the combos and they were showing a couple of them in the trailer like donkey kong being able to like jump around and like the sharks are like going into the sand and stuff like that that was really cool and like the different movement abilities just really keep it interesting i think for sure yeah it's definitely one that that was on my regrets of like 2017 yeah i love that game i was going to get kingdom battle through gamefly um Mm -hmm. to, to try it out but i just i just haven't yet um I may I may try it out if or if it's on sale I may pick it up coming up because I'm I'm kind of in a I don't want to say a switch hole because that sounds weird but like I have games on my switch but it's like I'm just looking for something just to pick up for a couple minutes play and then if I have to put it back down you know I will I I picked up Human Fall Flat and that's kind of doing the job right now but it, it looked interesting but I think the thing that I like the most about this whole Nintendo Ubisoft thing is how much they're showing their partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get into more in a uh, couple more of these later, but uh, it's everything seems genuine. Like it, it looks like just a cool relationship between the two of them. So For yeah, sure. I'm excited to see where that goes in the future. Um, Skull and Bones, which from what me and Nick said, this looks like a realistic Sea of Thieves. I mean, that's really kind of yeah. how it looks. Um, yeah. You have the sea of, sea of Thieves experience because neither one of us have an Xbox One. Yeah. Um, what 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 did this what did this trailer do for you? What did this announcement? Uh, I'm not. I'm. It kind of bored me. Um, <laughs> it feels very. I don't know. The, the thing about Sea of Thieves, like, it doesn't have much content, but at least like it's like a sim, and in, in many ways, like you're not just like holding like the A button to you know to move my ship at sixty miles an hour. It's like okay, we've got to steal the sh- we've got to steer the sails, we've got to steer the wheel got to catch the wind we've got to manage this and that that's the fun part about sea of thieves if you just it doesn't seem that compelling to me if you just make it you know like a driving game it it just i don't know this did nothing for me at all and one of the things like that's key to a pirate game or at least sea of thieves made it so was 
boarding an, an enemy ship. And in this game, you just hold the A button, and it's like a little, it's a little like animation that happens. Yeah, and you don't actually get to board yeah. the ship. Like that, it's, it just seems really boring to me and kind of uh, half baked. Yeah. See, my uh, my uh, comparison to it is like this is the this is the crew, but with pirate ships. Yeah. Because you get to drive around, you get to do a lot of piratey stuff, but it all has to do in your um, ship. And then it looked like the hub, you might be able to walk around. So you might be able to customize your avatar and you'll be able to walk around. But it looks like just like in Destiny where you go to third person and you're walking around. That's mm-hmm. what it looks like. Um, I think this is kind of a missed opportunity just because I don't know how compelling ships are going to be you know, 40 hours in granted. Yeah. I'm going to be buying new stuff and getting new cool looking wheels, which I mean, yay that I think that was one of the main problems with sea of thieves is that the progression was tied to, you know, Oh, this is a prettier mast. This is a prettier, you know, telescope. This is a prettier, um, uh, a wheel like the he had mm-hmm. a really cool looking wheel I'll, I'll admit but like if that's really all i'm you know scavenging booty for then what i i don't know how interesting that is going to be and what are they going to do you know for the the 50 hour game the 100 hour game for sure yeah yeah the the i would say that sea of thieves from my from the look I've given is it, it looks a lot more simple and it looks a lot more fun in this sense and this kind of looks like it, it's going to take a little bit more effort to get into mm-hmm. than than the previous. Um, so another game that came out that I didn't know came out last year or that was announced another last game year, that exists that exists <laughs> uh, is Transference and this is a game that is worked in partnership with um, I don't remember the name it's Elijah Woods uh, film company it's. Um, Yep, it so, is. It's it's sub it's sub something. Look it up. I'll I'll look it up here in a minute. <laughs> look it up, Jesus! Um, but it's it's gonna be a V. It's gonna be a VR and it's gonna be a, a VR game. But it's also going to be on other consoles like PS4 and uh, Xbox and PC. This game mm-hmm. looked cool. This game mm-hmm. looked mm-hmm. like like a good mix of horror with real life with just like I, this. This looked really fascinating to me. Super creepy. Lots of hallway yeah. scenes with silhouetted children running past them. I, not a, I, it, it looks scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't have too much to add other than, you know, I'm glad Elijah Wood is still getting, you know, work after the one ring destroyed his entire life. Uh, Spectre Vision. That's, that's the name of the company, Spectre Vision. Oh, thank God. I was, it was killing me. Yeah, I know. It was <laughs> killing me. Thanks, Nick. Um, <laughs> Yeah, not not much else to say on it. It's supposed to have a fall 2018 release. Um, mm-hmm. I think October... So that means not February, everybody. Woohoo! Man. So, what if it wasn't February, though? Oh, oh it would just been great. It's delayed. Yeah, it got delayed to February. 22nd. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me personally, probably the biggest announcement, biggest surprise was the Starlink announcement. Mm-hmm. I lit- Me and Nick literally were like... What when they released uh, Star Fox when they showed that they had mm-hmm. the Star Fox yeah. DLC? 
That, that was, was, that really was cool. one of those moments. That was a really good one. It's probably going to be the Star Fox game that we deserve. <laughs> that's not from a Nintendo company. Uh... I don't really know anything about Starlink besides the fact that you have like toys and and like customize your, your ships and fly around. Yeah, that's about the extent of our knowledge as well. Um, okay. Nick had a really good uh, <laughs> Nick had a really good opinion though. Like if they were to do this, which I don't see why they wouldn't. Yeah, um, I saw Star Fox, and I'm like, oh, they should totally do like Soul Calibur and have a particular, you know, character for each console. And so, obviously, Nintendo has Star Fox. PlayStation could have Ratchet and Clank, and then obviously, who's going to be on, you know, Xbox? But Master Chief have Master Chief in a freaking Banshee. That'd be really cool. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, like, I, I actually, like, even before the Star Fox thing, which, yeah, me and him were literally like, no, no way. Like, before that, I was genuinely digging the gameplay. You know, um, I think it's because mm-hmm. we actually saw some really cool gameplay. I mean, it was still kind of flashes of now we're over here. Now we're over here, you know, and it, it still had montage ism, which is what all the gameplay had in this entire freaking thing, <laughs> except for Assassin's Creed, that is. Um, so it still had some montage to it, but yeah. it was it was like, oh, OK, this this actually really looks really cool. And there was actually a rumor before that they were getting rid of the Toys to Life. To, so to see it and it's still there and not only that, but like they showed a PlayStation controller mm-hmm. and the way it actually like fits onto your controller, I, I thought was kind of cool. Um, I From the looks of it, it looks like you can buy like your Starship. And, like, that's your main starship. That's the one that's in the game with you. And then I'm assuming what they're going to do is, like, power up things. So kind of like a booster pack from, you know, like Magic the Gathering or, you know, uh, Pokemon or something like that. I'm assuming they're going to have something like that. And those are going to be, like, the attachments. And those are going to be your different weapons that you can attach to your to your thing so i mean it'd be really cool to like you know you get your starter one that's the one that kind of looks like you know star foxes but you know it's not um and then you had that one has two attachments well maybe if you go out and you buy a special one you can have like four attachments or something like that so like the as long as this you know hits off or whatever the the possibilities are probably pretty endless as far as that and not only that but it did kind of seem like exploration was a big part of it so i think that's probably one of the biggest problems with the toys to life is the fact that everything that is a toys to life game is pretty linear so if you give me like a destiny but with spaceships and i get this cool little figurine that i get to like hold in my hands mm-hmm. i i I kind of like it, and I think it is something I'm actually genuinely going to check out. It kind of gives like a Destiny No Man's Sky kind of vibe, the combination of the two. Yeah, yeah. Also, that Star Fox figure was really cool that he gave Miyamoto. That it was. Fig- yeah, that was freaking dope. Like, He's like, we have a surprise for you, and you could tell like he had no idea it was coming. I was telling, I was telling Nick, I, I love Eves and I love Miyamoto, but it's so funny <laughs> to watch them communicate with each other. Because yeah. both of them are two different languages, and both of them kind of have a hard time speaking English, <laughs> so it's just it's just talking and yeah. <laughs> but Miyamoto is such Miyamoto is such a treasure, and that's kind of what I was talking about earlier. With the, it's so cool to see them communicate with each other to to actually in public see this partnership that they have. Um, 
yeah, the Starling looks really cool. Um, For Honor is another one of the announcements they had uh, with the announcement that pissed Nick off that they're giving away the free PC starter edition on Uplay Mm. and not to consoles. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, that's a pimp, the Uplay service, right? Oh, for sure. That's why they're giving it away for free is is so people can use it. Um, Right. Of course. What's your For Honor experience, Alex? Oh, I was really into it um, when it came out and played it for about a month straight and just adored it. Uh, I think that the mechanics and the fighting feels really good and the the, the warriors that you have to choose from really kind of um, are, are pretty dynamic and, and have a good amount of variety to them and feel a lot different from one another. I love that game. I'm excited for um, for the, the third round or the fourth round of, of warriors, the Chinese army is now coming um, with four new warriors. That's really cool. I was hoping for a Switch announcement, honestly. Um, I, I wasn't really thinking about that before the conference, but the, uh, my buddy Blessing put it, put that little seed in my head like right before um, right before the conference, and I was like, oh, what if it was on Switch? But it's not. Uh, but the new 4v4, 4v4 Castle Siege mode um, looks really cool, too. Yeah. yeah, Nick, Nick was See, like, I was wondering. Was deep fantasy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, That's yeah. Pretty yeah. accurate. Yeah, I was like, is yeah. As soon as it came up, I'm like, this is gonna let us live it out or whatever. Especially the way they framed it, I'm like, this is freaking Helms Deep. And so the main thing I was wondering is this gonna be, is this gonna be like uh, Rush from Battlefield, where you have to do mm. it in stages. So like maybe the first stages you have to control the area enough for you to break through the door. Then the second area is taking over the cart courtyard. If you win that, then you move on. And it looked like from the trailer, it looked like the last stage looked like a big boss came out. So not only do you have to deal with the four people on the other team, but it looked like you had to deal with a boss. So for me, at least it looked like it was stages and it Mm. looked like it was like progressing. Like the, the castle people, obviously they're trying to make sure you don't make it in. Whereas you are probably controlling areas. You're probably taking over something and then filling up a meter. If you fill it up properly, that's how you move on to the next area and i i that's that's really cool for sure agreed yeah yeah for honor is something i i may pick up on the pc on the free starter edition um and just kind of get to give it a try um because it looks cool but it's one of those that i don't know how often i'll play that's why i haven't you know sunk money into it yet um Mm -hmm. but kind of the same way with the crew too i didn't play the first one but this one something that you can say about all these games that they've listed, except for maybe kingdom battle is all these games look gorgeous. These yeah. games look really, really good. And the crew two is, is, is no exception. Mm-hmm. Um, the open beta is the June is June 21st and it's mm-hmm. actually coming out later this month, which surprised me. I, I didn't expect it was going to come out that soon. Yeah, for real. Kind of out of nowhere. To be honest, uh, I thought this game was already out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They kind of were like, well, you know, we're not going to talk about it. Oh, hey, it's out. It's coming out in a month. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Does anybody else have any more thoughts on the crew, too? Um, I did start the first one up because they have so you can have like a free trial. It's kind of like Destiny in the sense that I think Destiny you can buy or you can download it and you can go up to like level seven or eight or something like that. And then obviously you have to buy the game. Mm-hmm. And so I, I started that up and it's really cool. 
And I, I do kind of like the open worldness of it, but I zoomed in as far as I could in the western area, and Boise is not on the map. What the hell? <laughs> you just lost one of your biggest fans. Man. So I don't know. Maybe, For context, maybe Boise... Nick lives in Boise. Yeah. Okay. If anyone Thanks was just so wondering, like, why is he so mad about Boise? Yeah, Ooh, I was like, Boise, oh, man, I guess he's hell? really passionate. Yes. <laughs> I, I, if anything, I it just know. would have been nice to have a representation from each state. So Washington, Seattle. Yeah. Portland, Oregon. I, uh, yeah. San Francisco, California. Um, let's see. Uh, I don't know. Like, what's what's a good Louisiana one? Uh, uh, New, New Orleans. Orleans. There we go. For some reason, I couldn't think of it. New Orleans in Louisiana. Detroit, obviously. Uh, New York. Denver. Yeah. I mean, well, e- yeah. each city... I mean, if you think about it, each city, basically all they needed was 50 levels, you know, the 50 tracks or so to yeah. speak, and then yeah. just make sure to connect them with a very long stretch of road or whatever. I hope, like, get, give me Boise or give me something in, in Boise. It almost like, to me, it almost looks like they just skipped Idaho altogether, which like just looking at the map or whatever. And I'm like, really, guys? Really? <laughs> It's because we're red state and and freaking Hollywood when you're making your video games and you just forget about us red staters. So it's freaking rigged. <laughs> well, moving on from the Boise rant, probably favorite part of the show. Um, probably the biggest announcement of the show was well, I say it's the biggest announcement, but everyone knew everything about it because literally every single piece of information leaked before. The game before they even announced the game officially, oh. um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Now, Alex, I don't know about you, but this one really excites me. Like, I was skeptical at first yeah, it does, with baby. it. <laughs> I was skeptical at first with it looking so similar to Origins mm-hmm. and it being coming out with just uh, uh, a year prior. Yeah, but so far from everything we've seen, this looks like they're transitioning to a really deep RPG. Uh, in the Assassin's Creed universe. Yeah, that's that's probably the most exciting change I've seen the series take. Uh, I haven't played since Assassin's Creed 2. Um, okay. I played a little bit of Black Flag. Uh, they're not my kind of games, um, but I'm, yeah. I like the setting of, of Greece uh, and I, I think like the seaside and I, it looks really, it looks gorgeous by the way, but um, I like the introduction of these RPG elements, the romances, the character um, dialogue options that might get me to try it out again. Yeah. And, and Nick was, Nick was really high on it when we were watching it. Cause he was like, you know, I love Greek mythology and, and yes. I, I definitely sympathize with that. Um, but I thought it was going to be, I don't know if you're actually playing a Spartan, but it looks like from like the cinematics and from the gameplay they showed, um, I mean, you're, you're, you possess Leonidas's spear, like a piece of Leonidas's spear Yep. Given passed down from from your family, so I would assume that you're a Spartan. Which, if that's the case, I, I really enjoy all of the stories and all of the history involved with that culture. So that would be really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you can't perform that particular kick unless you are a Spartan. So I, I'm true. thinking you're a Spartan. That is true. I mean, the the one thing in the trailer, I was so excited. 
I was so excited because I saw a bunch of them like lined up in a row and it looked like they might have been in a canyon. And I'm like, holy freaking shit. If they let me play through the Battle of Thermopylae, I will like flip my lid. And then later on, they reveal that you get um, a part of Leonidas's spear. So I'm like, oh, man, does that mean we don't get to play? It could still be a flashback. But just the fact that I have Leonidas's spear was like, oh, man, there goes my dreams of playing out that playing out the story of 300. Mm, that'd be super now, cool. It yeah. definitely looks like uh, they are going the more RPG route because it looks like you can add ability abilities. Yeah. Now. Um, showed her like lighting the sword on fire and then equipping, on, mm-hmm. I guess, to the D-pad, equipping different things for different moments. Yep. Yep. And I, I really like that. Um, <laughs> I, I have to, I have to point this out because you know, it's just me being myself, but, <laughs> um, last year when they revealed Assassin's Creed origins, one of the funniest moments happened. They were talking about how they were really getting deep into the lore and they're looking to bring one of the most authentic looks into Egypt. And quite literally, after saying authentic look into Egypt, a freaking giant ass snake comes on the screen as I'm assuming a boss. And I'm like, what the heck? And then we had a similar moment here where we had a giant minotaur being yeah that got me excited that was probably the best part of the trailer for me i'm excited but like i'm also like the the nick picky part of me and just the really like i don't know just anal guy like it's just like this is come on really (laughs) like i thought assassin's creed has always been about history in fact like the whole backstory of assassin's creed is that you are in the animus the anus uh and you're seeing your ancestors memories so it's always been authentic in the way that you're looking at history granted through a certain different lens, because like, I think in two, there was like a lot of Leonardo da Vinci's experiments and stuff like that, but they still tried to stay true to the actual history. And so that's why it's fun to relive certain things like that. So to have something like a Minotaur show up, it's like, that's no, (laughs) Well, I will. I, get say, I will. Yeah. I will say, Nick. I don't know how far you got, or how far either of you got. I don't, I don't. Alex, I don't think you said you played Origins. How nope. far you got in Origins? But um, that scene you're talking about with the snake. Yeah, it's actually a cool way they set that up. Um, there, if you remember in the other Assassin's Creed games, after you kill, like especially in two, two onward, when you killed somebody, it was like you and the person you killed in like an animus, like that, that kind of like just tech looking setting and they're saying their last words they do a similar thing like that in origins but it's more it's more like a cutscene. like it's more creative in the way that they go about it okay. uh, and so so they deal with a lot of things called glitches so like the live events they've had you're battling like sekhmet or you're battling these um hmm. gods these deities mm-hmm but they're from glitches in the animus. So it kind of gives a context to it. So it's not that it's not historically accurate. So that's the way they do it. So if that's the case with this, maybe they were teasing. Wait, you mean there wasn't women warriors? (laughs) 
Trigger, 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 trigger. trigger. <laughs> so that is one thing. They do give you the option to pick your character instead of making you play both characters. Like they have in um, Origins and in Syndicate, I believe. You you split off between between playing Evie and her brother in a... Right. In Syndicate. So that's cool that it gives you the option to play this game as whichever character you choose throughout. Yeah. Um, right. Which I'm offended because they're assuming I have a gender. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just triggered somebody else. Trigger, cool. trigger, trigger. Thanks. <laughs> um, so the, I think the thing that got me the most excited was the big battle scenes. Yes. Sure, oh, yeah. God, yes. Yeah, that, that definitely, if that's going to be a consistent thing, that would be cool because I love the combat in origins. And so to give me that on like a bigger scale, like even if it's just killing more people with others around and then boss battles, that's still cool. Like just give me more of that combat. Mm-hmm. For sure. Oh, 100%. Definitely. I, uh, uh, I, I was kind of looking away cause I'm not, a, I'm not an Assassin's Creed guy. So I wasn't really paying attention. And I looked back at what was going on on screen and seeing those big battles. Like, Holy cow, that looks really fun. So, yeah. So maybe they'll have a scene like that like you were talking about nick maybe there will be some sort of flashback and it could incorporate that so that 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 could be something um we don't know a whole lot of other information otherwise mm-hmm. um it does look like the eagle feature i don't remember his name what they called him in origins but the eagle vision looks like you're going to actually have an eagle again and be able mm-hmm. to do the uh um, scouting from above so that was a cool mechanic i'm glad to see returning but um and and then the sound yeah, of silence on. moment hold of the on. show. Hold on. I bet that the uh, the owl or the owl from uh, Clash of the Titans, his name's Bobo or Bubo. I think you, you... it's Babu. Babu, maybe it's it's either Bobo or yeah, it's, it's Bilbo. One of those was right. No, not, yeah. not Bilbo. <laughs> <laughs> Bilbo Baggins. Anyways. I think that would what be that cool, mean? a cool skin because we're in Greek mythology or whatever. Like that'd be a cool, that'd be a cool skin. Yeah, that, that, for that, sure. That, that would be cool. Um, so the the news that Nick could not give a shit about, and the news that got me and Alex the saddest is there was no announcement for a Splinter Cell at this E3. <sighs> Which I don't think we're gonna get at all. Um, I've already seen people in the industry say that there's not gonna be anything at at Sony's press conference. So unless they just want to give an announcement later on this year, apart from E3, I don't know if we're getting one this year, which is super sad for me. And like I said, Alex, because I, I really could use another splinter cell. It's been a long time. Um, It's been five years, I think. Yeah. And even then it was during a transitional, uh, it was like, we were like switching consoles. So anybody who had the, uh, the Xbox one or, or the PS4, couldn't couldn't play it if they had didn't have their old, their old consoles. Did you like Blacklist? I did. I liked it a lot. Um, I go ahead. Uh, I thought it was way better than Conviction because it had Spies vs Mercs. Like it's not a complete Splinter Cell game to me without Spies vs Mercenaries. Um, yeah. And when Conviction didn't have it, I was like, Are you kidding me? And and they brought Conviction backwards compatible recently, and I was like, The one Splinter Cell that doesn't have Spies vs Mercs, you brought back. I think I think my favorite still is going to be Chaos Theory. Um, For sure, yeah. The first one I played, and it's just the one I I just deeply deeply enjoy. 
But yeah. um, I, I really enjoyed Conviction, but I, I thought that it was cool in Blacklist how they brought those two kind of together. It gave you the options, like with the and the perks, or not the perks, mm-hmm. with the uh, XP, where you could do it stealth, you could do it you know Predator. I liked those options, and I liked the mechanics they brought from Conviction. But, um, I mean, even talking about it makes me even more sad, because I just really want this game. I, I think we could really use another stealth game like this. Yeah. And I just don't know why it wasn't there. Why give us that tease with Ghost Recon's DLC and just nothing else? It was set up for a home run, you know? And then it was oh, just yeah. like, like, I don't know, they just fumbled it. I was like, what? That makes no sense. I know I'm mixing my sports analogies. Um, <laughs> so if it was to be announced, what what do you think you'd want to see? I want to see... I mean, I honestly, I want to hear uh, Michael Ironside's voice. Which, I mean, they wouldn't do it without him now, especially after him being in the DLC for Wildlands. Um, I'd want to see Spizer's Mercs, but mostly I just want to see gameplay for like what new systems they bring on. It's been five years since we ha- we've had a Splinter Cell. There's lots of updates. There's lots of new systems they can implement uh, that can make that series interesting. I, I don't want to see the automated um, kind of execution system that was in Conviction. I, I didn't like that at all. Um, it made it more action-y for sure. Yeah. I want it to be like kind of a, a callback to its roots, like shooting at lights, watching you know enemies for their, their, vision, their vision cones and, and their patrol patterns. Like I, I want something really dense um, and also want that Spies vs. Mercs. And I think a lot of people want that as well. Yeah. Um, I liked so. the idea that uh, Greg gave. I, it was either on – Greg from Kind of Funny. Uh, it was either on their games cast or games daily. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. The idea that um, if they announce a new Splinter Cell game – that potentially it'd be like a Batman Beyond kind of scenario where you're playing as a new character with Michael Ironside, Sam Fisher being your mentor. That would be cool. Yeah. And I think that would do well to get new people in because you wouldn't have that. Oh wait, who is Sam Fisher? I don't know who this is. Why am I playing as him? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I um, think the, the biggest flop about this, obviously other than the fact that why have him in a DLC, if you're not going to bring him back, I think the biggest flop is that, you have and this this is gonna be another mini rant it won't be a long one but you have a company that comes out and announces that they're starting a game and announces that hey can you help us make the game but then you can't do something as simple as make a logo and do that little and yeah. three dots that's like all you would have had you didn't even have to put splinter cell on the screen you could you had everybody up on stage and they're all like oh we're so happy because we're part of ubisoft and we're big one big happy family and you know bleh. and literally the everything could have went dark and then three little dots i know and that's it i was waiting that's for it. it that's that it been, that could have been they, a, one, a one uh a one more thing I mean, exactly the way the, the, way the conference it, ended was so weird Right, it's Yo, like they freaking they Zampella the... at EA literally sat in a chair and said, "We're working on a Jedi game, but y'all can't give me Splinter Cell." Uh, right, exactly. exactly. Like you can't, you can't just. I don't know. It would have been so freaking easy, especially after the DLC. So for them to just completely drop the ball, you know. And I, I know I'm really hitting hitting hard on the Beyond Good and Evil people. But they haven't even really made the game, and they're sitting there announcing it. 
And here you have tons of people speculating, tons of people yearning, yearning for a Splinter Cell. I might not have a connection to Splinter Cell. I might not like it as much as people, but I can appreciate its heritage and appreciate that it's a game that people really want. And for them to not give it to people, I don't understand. You can have time on your stage to show us something that is years down the road, but you can't give us three little green dots. Yeah. A lot of people Rant. are pissed Over. too. A, a lot, a lot of people are were really hoping Splinter Cell would be there. I know it was, it was part. Of, it was the part of the Walmart leak, which literally yeah. every game was uh, confirmed except for Splinter Cell and Borderlands Three off that list. So I'm well, part of me is like, yeah, it's in development. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So as far as Ubisoft's conference goes, what do you guys think about the conference as a whole? Preparation H. <laughs> 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 it, it it was okay for me. What would you, what would you rate it? Like if you were to give it like a letter grade. Uh I would give it I'm looking at the games real quick. Uh 6 out of 10. Okay. So, you know, okay, you know, not great, but But yeah. Nick, what about you? Um well, we definitely know how cynical I can be, so <laughs> I mean, just give uh, it, yeah, just a quick one. <laughs> just, <laughs> I don't know, maybe, maybe a four. You know, I'm really standing my convictions behind um, both Beyond Good and Evil and Division. Division, we sh- the what they showed at Microsoft, they should have shown here. It's their game. You know, we saw two cinematics for that. And even though a lot of what they showed was really cool games, there wasn't any substance, you know? So it's Mm -hmm. like Microsoft had this big conference and they're just flexing their muscles. Yeah. And I kind of feel like we got the same thing from Ubisoft. They're flexing their muscles. They're saying, look at all this stuff we have. But just like Microsoft, they had 50 games. Yip-de-doo, because we really didn't see that much of the games that Microsoft had. And same here. Exact same thing. We saw Mario Rabbids. Okay, that's great. We saw Skull and Bones. We saw whatever the hell Transference is. But it was nothing substantial. You know, what we've expected from Ubisoft, and maybe it's, maybe it's our fault, but what we've expected from Ubisoft is deeper dives i mean even just if you take last year as an as an example we got them they did their cinematic trailer they came out they talked and then they showed some gameplay Mm -hmm. so when you set a precedent and then you don't even meet that precedent at your own (laughs) freaking conference it's just like ah man so yeah i'm thinking like a four because i don't like i don't like listening to people talk and i don't like flashiness like i i get the hype or whatever but it's like i want some substance behind that flash what about you nate uh i definitely think like every like probably a lot of other people i think so far the strongest showing we've seen has been microsoft's microsoft easily probably had one of the best conferences they've had in a while regardless of of kind of if they didn't show a a whole lot of detail stuff on what they were showing they they showed the community that they are listening that they are looking at getting that they they, they, ha- they have these new studios and they're working on building this portfolio that people want from them so 
I really enjoyed theirs. I think Ubisoft probably, as of right now, is sitting... For me, I'd probably give it a 7. I felt like it was a solid conference. Um, I liked the announcements they had. Some of the stuff that they could have trimmed, like the Siege, I I agree with you guys, that could have just been like a post-show or pre-show thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But the stuff that they showed, I was interested in. I didn't expect to enjoy Starlink as much as I did, so that was a nice surprise. Um, I always love seeing new Assassin's Creed information, so that was that was a, a bonus for me. Um, it definitely would have ranked higher if they had Splinter Cell. Like joking aside, like if they would have shown that anything from that, I probably would have ranked it a little bit higher. Um, but I, I think that they showed they showed a good amount of I don't want to say substance. What they showed, I I definitely enjoyed, and um, yeah, I'd probably say about a seven. Yeah, that, that's probably where I would go with it. Yeah, it definitely makes me wonder. Um, the only real big one we have, le- I mean, obviously we got uh, Nintendo, but theirs is more of a presentation than a conference. So, I mean, yeah. I, I'm i not going to say they're less important. I'm just going to say it doesn't technically count because it's all pre-recorded, so they can do eight or nine takes if they need to. So I don't know if it technically counts. So all the the only big one that we have left now is PlayStation. And... What I've been seeing so far, and this goes over all press conferences, starting with EA and going all the way to this one, Ubisoft. There's too much talking. Way too much talking. Bethesda did this thing, and it was annoying because like, they were self-aware about the fact that nobody was there to see them talk, that they just wanted to see the games. And... They said that several times, like several different people said that I know you came here to see X or I know you came to see you, you know, like it's just uh, I don't know. It's frustrating. Like, I don't want to hear you talk. You know, I I don't want to like I understand you got to do it and you got to set up a scene or something like that. But these shows, people rehearse them. You know, they 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 painstakingly write it out and they put them on their teleprompters and they just yeah. stare at them instead of speaking from the heart and i think that's one thing that that i'd really like to see i get that you have to get a certain message across but it's like when you have to read it from a teleprompter it just it pulls me out of it cuz it's like memorize it you know, is it that much? You're up there for like a freaking minute. How can you not memorize a minute's worth of something? When, you, <laughs> when if, I, if I would see you talking about your game with passion and just being so excited, one standout is the girl from Sea of Solitude. You could see the passion in her eyes. Mm-hmm. As soon as she started going deep into talking about the game, immediately you could start, you could tell that she was reading from a teleprompter. So it's like it started off really good. You can tell she was just so excited to be there. But then it went right back to business where we had to talk about bullshit. And it's just I don't want to see that. You know, I'm I'm a little worried about PlayStation, but I'm also kind of saying like that's that's going to be the one thing that might make it so that they win because everybody else talks way too much. And so far, the last couple of years, PlayStation doesn't do a lot of talking because you know what does the talking for them? The games. That's a 
that's a great that's a great rant to end on <laughs> that was yeah. a that was a solid rant uh well <laughs> a- alex um let the people know where they can find you yeah you can find me over at okbeast.com and i host the okbeast podcast um and then we put up videos every friday if you like uh analysis and opinion and kind of essay like videos go to youtube.com slash okbeast and you guys are doing a lot of e3 coverage we right are now, right yeah, we've we've got several. We've got videos going up every day, podcasts going up every day, articles going up every day. So, okbeast.com uh, has all that stuff. And if you want to follow me on Twitter or something, I'm at it's Van Aiken. Yeah, uh, I can I can second that as well. I, I I love the videos that you guys put out. Uh, they're always super quality. Always just the really really it's really really good content. So thanks, man. Uh, you you guys should definitely go go check them out and follow their coverage, as well as my random live tweeting that i was doing on the the twitter page today (laughs) i got some enjoyment out of that helms deep tweet i'll tell you that much right now (laughs) um well uh yeah where you can find us you can follow us at ubichat on twitter uh you can tweet us your questions you can uh, if you have anything you want us to talk about we'll cover it um you can also follow us at threat x3 productions on twitter or tx3 productions on twitter uh, follow us on YouTube or subscribe to us on YouTube at Threat X3 Productions. Those are the main places to get a hold of us. Um, Nikki, got any closing thoughts? Take that as a no. <laughs> Your mom's a whore. Guess Ooh. not. Thank you guys for tuning into this bonus episode of UB Chat. Uh, next episode should expect it about uh, June 26th. Um, this was a bonus episode we had the first episode last week. So uh, make sure to stay tuned for that. Uh, if you like the show, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Uh, we definitely appreciate that. Uh, and you can also join us in our Discord at UB Chat. Uh, have all kinds of good conversations. We had a live text thread and voice thread going on for uh, Ubisoft's press conference. So... Um, All right, thanks for joining us on UB Chat, and we'll be seeing you later. Bye. See ya. All right, well, thank you guys for tuning in to this bonus episode of UB Chat. Um, Next episode should be the. Let me look at that. I should have got this figured up already. Um, We'll 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 cut that, and then I'll do that again. Oh, yeah, I'll totally cut it. Don't worry, I got you. I got your back. I'll I'll cut it out. (laughs) You're not going to cut it. You're going to leave it in. You're going to leave this entire thing in. And I'm going to listen to it. I'm just going to be like, Nick. I don't have a webcam, though. So that's you the just... problem. But then I couldn't be nude. And so. And there's that a is chance an issue. That is a problem. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Ah! I swear to God, if this is going to be a thing, I quit the show. I quit. I quit. <laughs> Are you going to go? Jesus. I am. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Give me a second. <laughs>